Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right, traveling friends, buddies, friends, noble countrymen, lend me your ears. Today we're going to talk about Corfu Island in Grecia. I'm Dustin. Hi guys, this is Karina. And Corfu Island, one of the most unique and one of my favorite Greek islands for sure. Um, it's unique in that it is not in the Aegean Sea next to all the other Greek islands. It's actually way, way, way on the west coast of Greece, off the western peninsula, essentially. Um, it was actually really close to the country of Albania, just a few miles from the border of Albania. Yeah. It's on the Ionian Sea. The Ionian Sea, exactly. So it's not one of those islands where you can just kind of let's boat here, let's boat here, let's boat here. You have to, you pretty much have to fly if you want to get to Corfu because uh, it's so far away from all the other islands, which makes it so unique as well. Um, to get there, you would need to fly to Athens and then Athens over to Corfu. You can't fly, unfortunately. The Greek islands don't let you fly direct to each of the islands. You've got to always fly pretty much to Athens and then Athens to the mm -hmm. Greek island. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's on the west side. It's actually pretty close to Italy and actually has some Italian influence as well. Um, the island is very, very green. It's very green, yeah. Probably one of the most green islands in Greece. And it, I think it's because it's so... You know, it's not near the other islands that have maybe a similar topography, geography. This one's way out there. Um, so I think that's why, that's why it's so unique and so green. Yeah, the islands in the Aegean, you know, a lot of them are volcanic. Yeah. And they're very rocky Raw, yeah. and kind of dry. Corfu yeah. is way different. Very right. green, very luscious, like a forest almost. Not a forest, but like, you know. Yeah, but there's, I mean, de ver definitely very different. Yeah. Uh, Corfu is a pretty big island. It's not too big. It's not like Crete, but it's got a. It's a pretty good sized island. Right. Um, you definitely need a couple days to spend to see there. Uh, there's sort of like, I think, two kind of main areas to stay. One is on the east side, which is called Corfu Town, and that's mm -hmm. definitely the main hub of right. Corfu. That's where the main it's everything like the is. Like the capital city of it. Capital city. That's where. The port is the main city is they have the airport near there um so that's one side the side we stayed on that was on the west side called palio castriza and it's a spelling nightmare p-a-l-a-i-k-a-s-t-r-i-t-s-a palio castriza and i think that's the greek <laughs> spelling the american is a little bit different um, but it's on the west side. It's about a 30-minute cab ride from the airport. Yeah, it's about 45 euros to 50 euros. 45 to 50 euros to get there. Um, and it's, but, so you, those are kind of like the two main areas I think you can stay. I loved staying in Palio Castriza uh, because that area also happens to be maybe the most famous or most popular, not most popular, I would say just maybe most famous beautiful beach right. in Corfu. Yeah, and it, and it has several beaches. Like, you, it, they're all walking distance. You can go from one to the other in just like 10 minutes or less. Um, it's really beautiful. It's luscious with the greenery and the water is so clear. Like, one of the most beautiful, like, beaches, waters I've seen. 
Right. So the, the yeah, like there's there's like two very big, not very big, but there's two sort of mountains right there, and then there's beaches in between the mountains. Yeah. And it's just like you can go beach hopping in that little area there. Um, the like you said, the water is amazing. It's beautiful. It's clean, and it's a ton of fun. Um, you can also, which is one of the things we did, rent boats there. Mm-hmm. And you can rent boats and drive it on your own if you really wanted to. Or you have a driver or a guide and he right. will drive you to the different the most uh, popular, popular beaches yeah. there. Which is what we did and highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Um, <laughs> so getting around Corfu, um, it's not like Crete where you need to drive. You could actually use the bus system. Yeah, it was surprisingly very well organized, very clean. Um, they take you to different parts of the island and there's schedules that you can follow and see the time so that's really convenient yeah and the the but there's the island's not too huge so the buses are pretty straightforward like this is going to go from this area to this area make these stops along the way and the buses is only like a 175 or two euros or something mm-hmm. like that um and it takes maybe a little bit longer than a cab but not that much longer yeah and to spend 50 euros to get somewhere versus two euros to get somewhere is a huge uh, difference yeah for sure um, so yeah, take, use the buses. This is a place you also could rent a, um, if you wanted, you could rent a car or even a, maybe a scooter, ATV kind of thing. Um, the roads are a little bit windy and curvy and they're not really designed for two ways on a lot of the areas. So, you know, just be a little bit careful. careful. Uh, there, there was multiple areas where we were, where we were and saw that, you know, you have to stop. One lane has to stop, let the cars pass and then the other lane goes. Um, so you just want to be careful going around corners and things like that. Um, lots to do in Corfu Island. Um, we can only touch on some of it, but one of the most unique things we did was the olive oil tasting at the governor's olive mill. Yeah, it was so good. Such a good thing to do. And I mean, olive oil is such a big deal in Greece for it's been in its history, part of its cuisine for thousands of years. So it's really awesome to get to see the process, um, the explanation of how it goes back to the roots. And nowadays it's still something very precious, very valuable to them. So highly, highly recommend to do the olive oil tasting with the governor's mill. Yeah, the governor's mill, they're on TripAdvisor. They have amazing reviews. The guy who owns it, his name is George. Mm-hmm. He's him and his brother. Actually, their whole family owns it. Um, he was amazing. I felt like... Yeah. It was our cousin who had just picked us up from the airport yeah. or whatever. He picked us up from our Airbnb and took us there. But he drove us around, showed us everything, then took us to the tour. And it was, it was like a family member was right. introducing us. Yeah, to and he had such a light personality, very friendly, very funny, trying to crack jokes. Um, so it was really, really neat to get to know someone at a more personal level because we were in the car with him for maybe like an hour or something like that. On the way there, uh, yeah. On the way there. And then once at the mill, you know, he gave us tea and uh, food tasting and things like that, which we'll get into more in detail. But it was just really nice to be able to do something local with a local and get to know more of their culture. Yeah, so what they do is that they pick us up, they take us over there, and then um, if you go in the fall, that's when olive oil season is, Mm -hmm. and you can actually participate in the process. You go and pick the olives, they put it through the machine, you mash it, and you kind of make your own olive oil, and you can watch it there. Um, So we didn't actually get to see the process because there's no olives right Right. now that that were available. Um, But he still showed us, and there were some videos and stuff, but he... 
he um he told us so much so many stories and we learned so much about olive oil that i was shocked <laughs> we felt like experts at the end of the tour giving everyone advice about their olive oil which is really fun yeah so i'm gonna so we're gonna share some of that knowledge with yeah. you now now when you go to like a ralph's or whatever and you see extra virgin olive oil and you think you're buying like oh this is good olive oil what we learned is it's not it's a lot of most of the olive oils especially in the united states are mm -hmm. watered down right um, or they mix other oils that are not even healthy. Yeah. Um, so that's something really important to note. Like it, there's, I think there's rules where you could say it's olive oil if it has a certain percentage mm -hmm. of olive oil. Right. But a lot of them are mixed with canoga oil and various other mm -hmm. oils. And they're not yeah. real olive oil. Right. So what we learned is that to, to, if it's re to find out if it's real olive oil, first of all, when you smell it, it has like a very like pungent strong smell yeah there's like three tests that he taught us the first one is to smell it really take it in you should be able to smell kind of like the olives you know kind of like grass it smells like fresh cut grass so that's the first test the second test is to taste it and when you taste it leave it in your mouth for a couple seconds really take in the flavors um you know around your teeth your tongue like swish it around your yeah mouth. exactly mm -hmm. and then when you swallow it it should have a burning sensation down your throat. And it, it could even be like an aftertaste or after sensation once you swallow the olive oil. And it might seem a little bit weird, like why does it burn? Mm -hmm. But that's actually like one of the key tests to know that that's really good olive oil. Because olive oil has so many properties, anti-inflammatory properties. It's kind of like cayenne pepper or something like that where it burns your throat ginger or something like that mm -hmm. so it has that sensation down your throat um and that's how you know the ingredients are active it's healthy it's natural because you will feel all these different you know the smell the taste and the burning sensation yes and that's how you know it's true olive oil and he was telling us that most the reason they can't do so his olive oil is like 100% olive oil mm -hmm. and you can't do that on a mass scale because there's right. just not enough olives exactly it's kind of like doing organic it, food on a mass scale you can't yeah it's really limited do it. during the year there's only a certain season and there's so much you can make you know with two three months of production yes so that's why he's saying like either you go good quality but, but low amounts or mass production and you lose the quality you can't have both things exactly um, so he, he produces what he can, but he, he can't do it on a mass scale. Right, so exactly. you've got to kind of go there to, to get it and, you know, seasonal kind of deal. Yeah. Um, he also said the three enemies of olive oil. Exactly. One is air, one is light, and one is temperature. Yeah, and this was really fascinating when he told me this, that uh, to properly store olive oil, it has to be in a white container. Yeah, and glass. It shouldn't be plastic because it's more, you know, plastic releases certain chemicals or whatever not so it can affect the quality of the oil so it should be glass and it should be white yes and the reason for it being white is because um heat can ruin olive oil right so um and light it can ruin olive oil so if you have it in those clear containers mm -hmm. where you can see it through which most uh, olive oils come in clear containers so you can see the product exactly but and, that's wrong but that's wrong that's that actually ruins the olive oil mm -hmm. but what's interesting is they did a test and the clear containers sell three times more than the white containers because yeah, it's just you know people want to see their food see what right. they're buying and it has that you know marketing effect even though health-wise and better-wise, it's not as good for you because mm -hmm. it's going to ruin your olive oil. Mm 
Um, the second thing is air. So you obviously want to always keep the lid on. Don't leave the lid off. It right. expose it to air. It will and, oxidize. And then temperature. Yeah. So, you know, when you're in your kitchen, don't leave the olive oil bottle next to the stove because when you're cooking constantly, that heat will affect the quality of the olive oil. So keep your olive oil in a cool, safe space that is not exposed to oxygen, to too much air, so make sure it's closed. Uh, avoid the light and the heat. So always make it, keep it in a darker, uh, cooler area of your house. Now a common question is, can you cook with olive oil? And you're, you're generally not supposed to because uh, once you heat olive oil up past 100 degrees, I believe mm -hmm. it is, then it ruins the properties right, of the exactly. olive oil. So it becomes less effective. Yeah. So if you're going to use olive oil in your food, maybe use it at the end, sort of kind of like almost like a garnish, or use it fresh with your salads or your vegetables. Just pour it on top of it. Um, make sure that you're not cooking with it, you know, to high temperatures. Uh, just use regular oils, um, sunflower oils or whatever, not avocado seed oil. Um, but then use your olive oil to garnish your food at the end. Now, here's a funny thing too. Olive oil wasn't originally used for eating and right. cooking consumption. It was used as like a, a facial cream and a, and a, a skin for skin. So people would rub it on their skin. And for uh, burning candles, things like that. So mm -hmm. it actually was not part of their cuisine. Um, it was used for religious ceremonies, um, for skin products, etc. And it wasn't until the Romans, right? The Romans came over to Greece and sort of brought that culture in the cooking with oils. Yeah, which... and um, and also the Greek athletes, because they actually, oh, yeah. the ancient Greek athletes would practice that naked. That was so fascinating to learn. Yeah, they would practice naked, so they would rub their bodies with olive oil to sort of protect, protect it from the it. sun. Yeah. So oh, yeah, and it acts like a, like a natural sunblock, mm -hmm. protecting your skin. Yeah, so a lot of natural health benefits from the olive oil, and we learned a lot of that right. on the tour. We learned a lot more, too. I'm trying to remember what else. Um, yeah, it's, he, and he was so proud of the research because of it, they had actually been doing scientific research with his mm. olive oil from the governor's mill, and it has anti-cancerogenous mm, elements, properties. Yes. It also helps to either avoid or reduce, de reduce dementia, dementia, inflammation. Exactly. Yeah, he recommended you should just take raw tablespoons of olive oil, have several every morning, and just let it simmer through your system because it's very, very healthy for you. And that's, again, true olive oil. Yeah, exactly. So make sure, you know, now you know the three tests. Uh, so do them yourself. You know, if you have that burning sensation with your olive oil, then you know it's really good. Yeah, so we spent several hours there. He just told the story after story, and we learned so much um, from him. And, you know, of course, we had to buy some olive oil again, <laughs> and we brought it back. So I'm ex yeah. very excited to have very that uh, olive oil. And that's not, you know, like if you're going to do any shopping souvenirs, things like that, like, you know, get something that will be beneficial to you long term. Get something that is meaningful, that you can tell a story behind it. Um, so, so that's what we're bringing. I, we don't usually do too much shopping when we're abroad. First of all, you know, save money. Second of all, we don't have much space in our luggage. But when we do do shopping, we want to bring back home something meaningful, something that we know we appreciate 
and as a gift so we brought some for my mom my family and we can tell them that story and what we learned the knowledge so you know that's that's another fun part about traveling you know you learn all these stories you learn part of their culture and their history and then you come home and you can share that uh with your loved ones yeah absolutely and what funny story about corfu island there's so many there's millions and millions of olive trees on the island but initially there weren't any olive trees they were planted there as a sort of as a defense right um the locals who had inhabited they wanted to sort of create natural barriers in mm -hmm. case they got invaded so they planted olive trees everywhere and that's the whole island is just filled with olive yeah. trees and almost anywhere you go in greece you will see just tons and yeah. tons of olive uh trees and so we get to reap the the benefits of you know these natural barriers that the ancients were trying to put in place yes absolutely <laughs> Uh, so that was that's a definitely a must and in fact if you're gonna go to Greece and you know There's different places you can do olive oil tasting right. I would say when we during our research we looked up like Corfu that was one of these spots to right. do it in all of Greece Yeah, if you google it, that's one of the top places to do olive oil tasting So, you know hit it up and say hello to our friend George yeah. who Tell runs the mill travels, says hi. <laughs> Um, also, some other things to do on Corfu. Um, you got to go to Corfu Town. We actually didn't go there. Um, we just didn't have enough time. Right. But it's supposed to be very pretty. Um, it was one of the highlight things to do. Also, I've heard that if you get a boat... we So we got a boat and went around Palio Castrizzi area, which was really fun. Right. You could also do something where you get a boat and you go to other parts of the island as well. Um, some of the some of the beaches and areas are only accessible via boat, right. which is true for a lot of the Greek islands. So yeah. that's also a fun thing to do for um, Corfu. As I well. believe they also have boats that take you to Albania and back. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. You get to see two countries at once. Yeah, if you really wanted to go, you could see, and you could see Albania from northern Corfu, I believe. Yeah, it's that the, close the exactly, yeah. and they're also very proud of the fact that Corfu was not invaded by the Turks, by the mm. Ottoman Empire. Because it's just so far away. Uh, so geographically, it didn't make sense for the Ottomans to go all the way, you know, to the West Coast. And, that, and that's a good point, because a lot of places you go in Greece, they have this, like, animosity mm -hmm. toward Turks. Um, some of them towards the people, some of them just towards the government. Yeah, but there's the this general disdain yeah. of Turkey. But yeah, Corfu didn't have that. Yeah, they don't. Re they're pretty careless about it. Yeah, they're like chill about yeah, it. Yeah, they're whatever. more under the Venetian, the Italian influence. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is Corfu in a nutshell. You're gonna have a great, great time if you go there. It's not a popular island. You know, people always think Santorini and Mykonos and all that. Corfu's on the opposite side, but it's a beautiful place yeah. if you want to get off the beaten path a little bit. Highly recommend Corfu. The population is only like a hundred thousand people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll definitely, you know, feel very homey, very green, beautiful beaches, um, the olive oil mill. I mean, there's just, you know, all kinds of things that you can do there. So have fun exploring. All right. So that is Corfu uh, in a nutshell and the olive oil tasting in a nutshell. So please follow us on Dustin's Travels on Instagram to see all our pictures, photos and videos from Corfu and our olive oil tasting. I have some great ones that I've been posting right now. Um, also, subscribe to us on YouTube, dustinstravels.com forward slash YouTube, and we'll be posting our videos there. And last but not least, please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to and share it with your friends and families. We really appreciate it, and it helps our algorithm you know, get ranked so <laughs> more people can listen to our travel podcast. Thank you so much, and happy traveling. Happy travels.